0: Girls, gather around, gather around. It's, uh, it's Franchise Buys Games, it's the second episode of the soft reboot of yours and mine favourite video game podcast. Uh, I'm going to say yours and mine, I mean mine and this man here, Mr Nice Guy Johnny. Good evening. Neil. How are you doing?
1: I'm casually dressed and misinformed as always, thank you very much.
0: As always, I wouldn't expect any other I wouldn't have you any other way sir
1: and I wouldn't expect anything more to be honest
0: right yeah, gone Johnny, how do you feel about last week's episode how do you feel the uh, the pilot of the software but went? how do you feel about it?
1: I enjoyed it I enjoyed it a lot I think we had some good vibes going so let's just plow on and continue you know keep that ahead.
0: I don't want to. I don't want to inflate your ego too much, but uh, prior to recording last week's episode, uh, there was nine five-star reviews on franchise buyers games and Apple podcasts. The first episode to feature a nice guy,
1: Johnny. Ten. Ten, ten.
0: five-star reviews. You, sir, gained us one five-star review, so therefore, this podcast is now Nice Guy Johnny Buys
1: Games, and I'll simply (laughs) sit here and judge you for your terrible opinions. Does Nice Guy Johnny even play games? Oh, hang on, we don't want to give that away.
0: Don't give that away, actually, that's a segue, Absolute perfect segue, and Johnny, what have you been playing this week, sir?
1: What have I been playing? Um, Creature of Habit, because I really want to finish Fallen Jedi. Mm. Fallen Order, sorry. Jedi. Fallen Order.
0: Fallen Jedi. That's the sequel to Fallen Order that uh, me and nice guy Johnny uh, are playing under wraps. It's just called Fallen Jedi. Spoilers. All the Jed's just... (laughs) All the Jed's (laughs) dead. (laughs) All the Jed's is dead. (laughs) Jed's dead, baby. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been playing Fallen Order?
1: See, I'm... Right. I'm pretty sure I think I'm near the end game. Right. But I've got loot boxes to still get everything, mm. and it's quite clear on the on the levels when it's like X amount explored, so many secrets remaining, so many chests remaining. You're going for the hundred so percent, like I'm, I'm well, I'm going for the um all the boxes, yeah. So I've already maxed out on stims. That was a five percent rare achievement, apparently.
0: Oh, nice! I didn't do that one. Like I didn't, I didn't max out on my stims. I thought I had, but I, I don't think I did.
1: So, do you know the Veneto record, wreckage bit? Yes. So, I did all the way through that and missed a bloody case. So, I'm pissed off.
0: Gotta go back. <laughs> gotta go back and do it all again.
1: Gotta go back. Gotta go, gotta back. go back. Marty, we gotta go back. <laughs>
0: the, um, Question, what difficulty are you playing that on? Normal. Normal. See, I played it on normal. Got right up to... In the way there, normal is Jedi Knight. So, there's... Jedi Knight, and the one above that is Jedi Master. Yep. The one below that is what? I can't remember what the one below that is. But essentially, there's a one. There's a story where the combat is. I don't even think the fight back. Then there's Easy, and I don't remember what that's called. Then there's Jedi Knight. Then there's Jedi Master. I mean, logically, you would think it would be called Padawan, but I can't honestly remember. Being, I don't remember having such a name in convention. However, I played. The majority of that game on normal, which I would assume was Jedi Knight. Aye. Uh, and then I got to one boss, which uh, his name escapes me. It begins with M. Was it M? It was the fucking weird Sith guy.
1: Oh, right, yeah. Sith I see. guy.
0: You. Yeah. I uh, fought him, no word of a lie, four hours straight. I thought the difficulty spike there was nothing short of fucking ridiculous. And I had to drop it. I had to, It was either I, I, I don't finish this game, I box this off now, this goes on the shelf, uh, or I drop the difficulty just to beat this guy. Uh, and because it's canon, and because big love for the Star Wars, I thought I'm not letting this game go unfinished. I had to drop the difficulty, and then I absolutely spanked him, and then, then I forgot to put the difficulty back up for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, well, like, well I beat him. Jedi Knight. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Fuck. What, else, the, what else are you gonna do when you've maxed out your stims?
0: <laughs> how the fuck did you manage that?
1: Uh, nine stims.
0: He <laughs> was fucking brutal. Him like the oh, difficulties God. like there was just just off the charts like
1: that let that planet in particular, the difficulty just like notched up. That's just amazing. Up. Yeah, you stroll on thinking, yep, yeah, that's fine. Oh, no, 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 hang on. Some grunt just killed us. So. A fucking spider. <laughs> A running <run-of-the-mill laughs> the spider. spider. fucking off, dear. So I'm still playing that. My aim is hopefully do the end game and then that, write that off. And then, well, I'm looking to be persuaded for um, this, uh, to get this week's or last week's um, PS4 exclusive release, which I think you're going to try and convince me, aren't you?
0: Dreams, 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 dreams. is it dreams?
1: I think so. Yeah. <laughs> dreams.
0: Last well, this week I've been playing obviously Segway again. I fucking segways on the show, ridiculous man. Uh, dreams, obviously. We're playing dreams. I'll get the one out of the way first. Uh, that is easy to talk about, which is Dark Side is Genesis. So that's the, the newest release in the Darksiders series. It's uh, swapped out the classic 3D action fucking adventure combat hack and slash uh, of Darksiders 1, 2 and 3 for a top down, not unlike Diablo-esque view. Um, but are you a fan of Diablo like, Johnny?
1: We, we definitely played Diablo a lot together, I think.
0: Diablo 3... I believe it
1: was a Diablo 3. Are you there? I remember pl- Yeah, I remember... Pl- <laughs> Are you alive? Have you gone again? I yeah. thought you
0: were just fucking scanning your memory banks for any I fucking...
1: I was, I was. I went into my mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> Sifting through your filing cabinet in the mind palace
0: under D. Maybe if it's not under D, it'll be T for top down. Wait a minute, top down's just full of porn. <laughs> but, it's fucking reminiscent of Diablo. It's got that top-down. It hasn't got that, uh, like that loot grind that Diablo had. That uh, constant fucking must get more loot. Must must find the next shiny thing. That's that's gone. Um, in favor of a, a sort of a RPG light elements of leveling up and skill trees and whatnot. But generally you know what it is. pick up and play. It's essentially a twin stick uh very much enjoyed it very much enjoyed it wasn't expecting great things and i actually had a great time with it great time with it the writing on it given that there's one full motion video that i've seen up to now and that's like the precursor to starting the game you get like an fmv and that's about as technically demanding as the cutscenes have got um the rest of the game seems to have employed some sort of you know the I'm trying to think of a game that uses that sort of style a bit. Did you play Darkness Dungeon? Of course you didn't. I'll move swiftly on. <laughs> it's sort of like comic book style and that you sort of like warp certain parts of it to give the illusion of movement. Uh-huh. It's like that. Yeah, that's I know exactly what like you mean. Yeah. Like visual novel style ah. um, with your voiceover. But again, the voiceover done phenomenally well. Um, first time Strife has been playable in a game a Darksiders game, to my knowledge, Uh, and sort of the chemistry between war and strife, like the stoic fucking war, and the like almost Deadpool-like strife, uh, just works very well, works very well, so I enjoyed that, but uh, let's get into fucking dreams, Johnny, before, do you want to do dreams now, or do you want to do dreams after we've done this week's Fucking hotness! This all week's right. choice cuts.
1: Let's 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 go into the choice cuts, and then you can spend. I'll give you all of the time in the world to put me straight on why I should get games. Um, get dreams, hey? Eh?
0: Oh well, get games. Get games. <laughs> get games. <laughs> Number one, get Just dreams. Just get games.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, you get games. <laughs> Three steps: get games, get dreams, get good. <laughs> <laughs> Buy more games. <laughs> I also bought uh, the of back you did. attachment of you did. for, of course I did, the, back of the new PS4 DualShock 4 back attachment, Yeah. which I thought would add an extra level to my first-person shooter competitive player, obviously. Uh, the other game that you've been playing that you've failed to mention was Battlefield 5, Um, and I know this because I was there.
1: Well, we were both hardly there, I mean... Well I'm colourblind as shit, so I can't see what I'm shooting and your back button didn't really come into play. You
0: say hardly there, but I was uh, top ten for four of the five games we played. So <laughs> bit, I can, of the, of the utter you, defeats. I don't know me, yeah, yeah. Absolute defeats. We might have lost, but I lost in the top ten and that's what's important. And I put that down to the back button. I put that down to my back button attachment. What I did is I mapped square and circle to my back button, so it was I mapped reload and like sorta of revive and crouch to my back button attachments, meaning I never had to take my fingers off the sticks. So I was able to uh, keep my head on a swivel. And it gave us that I'd like to think it gave us a competitive edge. And I like to think imagine imagine how good I'd be if I was actually good at that game using that back <laughs> button, button attachment. But uh, I'm gonna Outside of outside of a first-person shooter, a competitive first-person shooter, I don't see where that that controller attachment would come in handy at all. Uh, and it, it took some fucking going to retrain my muscle memory to actually use them as opposed to taking my thumb off the stick and using square and circle. There, it took some some doing, but as I, as I was getting there, I was starting to see the difference coming in. So. A worthy 25 sheets, sir. Plus, as we said last week, I've got a sneaking suspicion this attachment's come out and it'll allow your DualShock 4 controllers to be compatible with your PS5. Well, that's a date, I believe, PS5 will come with an Elite-style controller at launch, bundled in. But that is, believe it or not, yet another fucking segue straight into the first story of choice cuts, Johnny.
1: I yeah, getting me a good at these.
0: Getting the cunning, Anna. Um, it's 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 the it's the influ it's your influence. That's what it is. They used to call me old influenza because I'd be up here influencing everybody to buy all the games. But then coronavirus came around, so I think it's probably best we just leave that influenza on the shelf for a bit, <coughs> <Yep. laughs> just until uh, he says coughing and spluttering. <laughs> So, news this week, choice cuts. We've got three stories. I'll take the first one. Johnny Uton take the second two. The first one uh, was published on Bloomberg, uh, and it was uh, in regards to Sony struggling to, to to actually come to a competitive price point for the PS5. Now, again, this is, I will say, take this with a pinch of salt. Uh, stalt, take it with a pinch of salt. Please,
1: stolt, yeah.
0: stolt, please yeah, take with a pinch of stalt. Mm. Mm. Say the, it again for my pleasure, yes. Say it again for my pleasure. There's a, I think it is speculative at this point. Now, this this article on Bloomberg does reference a report. Okay. Now, I don't know where this report's come from. It may have been referenced somewhere in the article. However, can't find it. So, again, I'm going to say take with a pinch of hashtag stalt. Uh, so, Sony's struggling to keep costs down on the PlayStation 5 as it hurtled towards its big debut later this year. Bloomberg reporting that the cost to build the machine has risen to $450 dollar bills, you per unit, which is a massive increase on the price per unit for the PS4 of $380 so apparently the financial outlets analysts are saying that the sticker price for the new console could be close to $470. Uh, the report also says that this is lead, uh, some of the leading contributing factors here. Sony struggling to secure DRAM, or DRAM, and I can only assume they mean a DRAM of whiskey. And if they're struggling to secure a DRAM of whiskey, come see you, boy, nice guy, Johnny, that's all I'm saying. yeah, yeah. And, that's a
1: different blog altogether, don't worry. Different,
0: different podcasts <laughs> altogether. Uh, also struggling to secure the flash memory and the quantities necessary for mass production of the PS5. So, Johnny, PS5 launching at 470 given giving them a $20 profit on each unit sold. Doesn't sound like a lot, but when you take into account how many PS4s are in the wild, I uh, mm-hmm. would not sniff at that amount of money, my question to you is, sir, uh, real or bullshnees?
1: It's the same, we get the same stuff every time, like, there's a new thing released, I'm sure. It was always, you know, the PS4 and the PS3. I PS3
0: remember. was a bastard PS3 launched at, like, 500 quid, didn't it?
1: Yeah, but the whole thing, it was the same story of just, like, you'd have something like, so when I used to work at <clears throat> the uh, the old retail establishment... Well, I don't think you weren't there good. anymore,
0: so I think you're allowed to see it.
1: Oh yeah, but when I did that, and you get people coming in like yourselves, well, no, not like ourselves, you know, people who know who don't know things, and we know we know things, don't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh mate, you don't have the world's best gaming podcast probably without knowing a fucking thing or two.
1: So, but you know these people who walk into shops to ask a question, knowing full right. Whatever answer that you give, they're going to say, no, you're wrong. It's this. To which it's yeah. like, why did you ask the question? So this guy came in just like, how oh, much is the PlayStation going? To, PlayStation 3 going to be when it launches? Right. And we were like, we have got no idea. You know, we can take an educated guess that it'll probably be around this amount. Which mm-hmm. is, I think what you said, you know, upwards of the like, you know, 100 quid mark. Which mm. at the time was ridiculously pricey. Mm. But it turned out to be true.
0: Bear in and then, mind, you were paying 500 quid for a launch PS3 uh, and you get a fucking Xbox One X, the most powerful console on the market currently, for cheaper than that, uh, a, a whole fucking console generation later. So, but
1: if, is, if that's just down to the fact of, you know, let's say, um, Sony said we want to keep a, a margin of $20 on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's how much it costs to make. Because like he always, the, the guy came in and asked him, he's like, well, they're going to sell them at a loss, and that's why they're not going to be that expensive. And he's like, mm, I don't think they'll ever sell them at a loss. Because that's not how business works, usually.
0: Well, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll give that guy some credit. A, a lot of consoles are actually sold at a loss. Are full, they
1: sold at a loss, or are they sold full full at a, a break-even?
0: Break uh, and the actual real money is in the software, not the hardware. That's That's been... Um, speculated for a while. I don't have any hard facts to hand about that, but I've I've always been of the opinion, and I, to be honest, I don't know why I question everything. I don't know why, but I'm I'm on. Well, I've always been of the opinion that consoles were sold either break even, but more predominantly at a loss. I think, to my knowledge, there was an article fucking way back when that of the Nintendo Wii was such a fucking financial success because it was one of the only consoles that wasn't actually sold at a loss which was interesting given the amount of the fucking nintendo shifted with the wii i mean they quickly burned through all of that good cash when they released the, the wii u yeah.
1: Yeah. well, well yeah, okay i as you say are casually dressed and misinformed but we have no one facts. thing that you could be correct. Thing, sir. but one thing that is clear you know they might they start off knowing how to build something and within a couple of years, there's a slim version out comes out, mm-hmm. which, which tells you they're getting better at building said thing.
0: There's got to be an element of how much of this is engineered into the console as well. Uh-huh. How much at a top level does a guy sit there and say, right, PS5, that's our next console, PS5. What, what does it look like? It looks like this, this, and this. Right. If we put a beefier component in, size-wise, uh, it takes a bit more real estate, and so we have to build a bigger shell... Do we then go to the secondary component, which is slimmer and more efficient and cheaper, and release a new SKU two years into the console lifecycle? Well, there's an element of that, that goes into not just consoles. There's an element of that in everything. You know what well, I mean? Yeah, it's like everything like, has an element of improvement, opportunity, engineered into it. Well, it's
1: supply and demand for components as well. So let's say like there's, there's no... There's no real market for these components at the moment, except PlayStation Five. Yeah. PlayStation Five comes along and starts building them. Obviously, the pers- the only people, or players in the market, are going to have your eyes out. Yeah. Or have Sony's eyes out for it. And then suddenly, what happens is you get other people, competition coming in, making the same components, and then you've got a um, a battle between suppliers, and price comes down again. What's so, that? Uh,
0: there's there's also the law that you need to take into account, not like the. Like a, a criminal law, like uh, is it Murphy's law? Is that the one about technology? There's oh, a law what's says over time? As time goes up, the size of some sort of computing component the, comes. The back.
1: number, yeah, number of capacitors on a on a resistor or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. But Murphy's it's, law, swords law, so it's definitely not that one. <laughs> oh well, there you go, there you go. It's it's some law. One of them, one of them laws. So, yeah, speculation already rife that we're looking at between the 470 and $500 slash pounds slash English pounds uh, price point for launch.
1: Moor's Law. It's Moore's Law, sorry. Mower's Law, that's the one. That's the but one. back to that, you know, I, if you're asking me looking at, like as a casual gamer, looking at the 470 quid to 500 quid um, price tag for mm-hmm. a new console coming out right In yesteryear, i would have said no one's paying that for a playstation what you call it well people are playing that maybe not like straight out or something or paying double that yeah for a smartphone uh, so the d- demand is there for things like that you know what i mean the
0: smartphone model i mean it's been it's been said a few times now that the consoles are going to the smartphone model. And I mean, if you look at Xbox, Xbox are doing a, a deal now where you can pay monthly, and in your monthly bundle, you get your, your Xbox Live subscription, Game Pass, uh, and also you essentially rent the console. So at yeah. the end of your contract, the time you hand the console back, and do you want to take another console? Do you want to take a, the next gen of console? So that that is and that seems
1: to be the case. Now everything's going subscription based. If... Very
0: much, very much a model popularized by um, Apple and other mobile phone providers. But yeah, I mean, so it's, term... it's money. It's fucking money. Do you know what I mean? People who can't afford five hundred quid outright, but do have the disposable income to maybe afford fifty quid a month to 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 rent the console, to have the console very much on like a, a mobile phone type plan where you rent the console and if you pay this 50 quid a month for 24 months you keep the console at the end of it and while you're doing that you get your game pass and you get your xbox live subscription in with it yep. is that a better deal is that easier for people who don't have the disposable income immediately like i'm I'm in a position now where i've already squirreled away the funds for one of the next gen consoles i've got that locked up that is locked away and failing something going horribly wrong and I have to spend it on, I don't know, I forget, I don't, anything else that life may throw at us, that'll be fine, that's secured. But the other one, if I'm led to the, if, if I'm not going to be able to secure that equal amount of funds in the time it takes for the consoles to launch, I, I would seriously consider using that sort of pricing method whereby I'd pay monthly to essentially rent the Series X plus... Uh, a Game Pass subscription and Xbox Live if if I couldn't buy it outright.
1: And we're all doing that with like TV stuff, like all Sky stuff or Virgin stuff. Yeah. BT stuff. It's all in the thing like one, if you finish your contract you have to send the stuff back.
0: Send it back. Send the bugger
1: back. <laughs> send it
0: back. And there's always somebody who's like, come and get it. <laughs> 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 I'm not sending it back. Come and get it. If you want it that bad, you can come and fucking get it yourself. Right. But, you know, leans, leans into my original prediction that we won't see PS5 or the Xbox Series X for less than £500. Interestingly enough, I believe the Series X is going to be the top tier skew for the Xbox family moving forward. Xbox have already established what they're doing now. Xbox has established a new way of doing business in this generation. With multiple SKUs. Each one of these SKUs has a different power variant, a different power output 4K, HDR, digital only, uh, not 4K, your standard Xbox One. Like these, they've already established the multiple SKUs in which you buy one Xbox game and you can play it on any one of these, but you will play it to a varying degree of
1: quality.
0: A varying degree of quality. De-gue? 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 <laughs> so going forward with the series x is that the well apparently that is the the top end model that is the be all and end all
1: where do you design your game on this then
0: Uh, i think what you would do is you would design the game either for the highest spec and then have the ability to to tone it down, very much like a PC game. If you think about a PC game, Uh, the PC games are built to run at the top fucking spec. And if your PC can't handle it, you adjust your sentence to, so the game actually comes down to meet the level of performance of your, of your rig.
1: Good point. Well made.
0: Good point. Well made. This man should have a gaming podcast. (laughs) But, other uh, just another little cheeky thing that was featured in that article it was a throwaway comment in the article but it got me a little bit Ooh, mm. Mm. i went a bit skexies over it johnny mm. Mm. sources also say we can expect a new psvr headset to debut alongside or shortly after the ps5 how are you feeling about a psvr2 is vr still a thing vr will i think vr is now uh going forward a thing I don't think it's the th- I don't think it's the thing. I don't think it's gonna replace gaming. I think it's gonna be very much uh, a niche market that sits alongside gaming. I don't think is going anywhere now. The tech that we've got in VR now, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it'll continue to chug along.
1: I always thought we'd see something a lot more AR from a gaming point of view. I just I that don't having a virtual head like hood. You know, uh, having a virtual uh, head, <laughs> Yeah, virtual hood, virtual. But you know what I mean. You like the oh, like per- peripherals and things yeah. like that. You no. Know, uh, yeah, the whole like Pokemon Go thing was a little bit like um augmented reality, but I thought we'd see a lot more exploitation yeah. from the.
0: You know, we the, I mean, the 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 mobile phone market, the the mobile gaming market. Uh, that that is. That's starting to get some fucking heavy hitters coming out now in 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 the AR realm. So obviously, Pokemon Go was one of the first. Uh, you've got the likes of Angry Birds have now got a, an AR game, which I downloaded and played. Had a I had a good time with it. You know, I, I'm not gonna lie, it was it was different. It was good enough. Um, Minecraft Minecraft Earth is Minecraft in augmented reality yet to try that one though so I, I can't speak to that but augmented reality very much like vr has a place but i believe augmented reality now has found its place on mobile phones i believe it's, it's found its it's found its place in in the mobile gaming realm I, I know when we had a3 a couple of years back and we saw them demoing minecraft in hololens and they equipped the camera with hololens so it was you were looking at a blank table and then out of nowhere the fucking table collapses into this void. And then a Minecraft world just spews out of this void. And the, the tabletop is a Minecraft world. And then you've got some guy wearing hololens. Looking at this world almost in a god mode. And you've got people actually playing it on an Xbox. Uh, or PC with the controller. And you can, you can see their character running around in the world on your table. So we saw that and that was promising. But... Again, what are the what are the real world applications of that outside of Minecraft?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what yeah. I mean? So I believe the pair of them will carry on as uh, as sort of subsets of of gaming. The the, the the VR's established now. There's too many there's too many fucking great experiences to be had in VR now. Beat Saber, uh, phenomenal. I know you've played Beat Saber mine. Um, you've got the likes of Half Life Alex coming out now on the Vive, the sort of the next chapter in the Half Life game, and the, the tech that they've they've thrown at that it looks fucking stunning. I mean, Resident Evil Seven in VR. Did you try Resident Evil Seven in VR? I was nearly sick. I had a, I almost phoned the police and handed myself in for fucking murder <laughs> uh, after uh, fucking playing Resident Evil Seven in VR after the scene when you first meet the fucking possessed girlfriend I mean spoilers the game's been out a while now so apologies but like when you first meet her in the house and you have that big fucking hoo-ha and she puts you through the wall and whatnot. after I'd buried a hatchet in a collarbone and I watched the life leave her fucking eyes I very much just nearly handed myself in I was ready to do a stretch I was ready to do some hard bird do you know what I mean Like, book me a one way ticket to Franklin I am a murderer sir it's just a game but I did uh, it, it, fucking the one story that I've told time and time again is I went out uh, it was either some fucking event or I was out with family or fucking what Liam or somebody I'd gone out I'd got fucking well-oiled I came home thinking I was more sober than I was I'd put the VR headset on I jumped into Star Wars. Uh, There was a a, a Battlefront X-Wing mode. I jumped into Star Wars halfway through, as I normally do when I try a game and I'm drunk. Passed out halfway through it. (laughs) Woke up in the VR headset in an X-Wing. And for a minute, just for a minute, because I I was drunk, I was disorientated, and I was in space in a fucking (laughs) spaceship.
1: You were just like, I fucking nailed this meditation game now. I was like,
0: 100%. In. At what point? I was trying to retrace my steps. I was like, right, I've been abducted and I've clearly overthrown an evil alien empire and I'm in an escape ship. What, at what point in my night did this happen? It wasn't <laughs> until like, I fully came around and I was like, oh my god, I'm fucking, I'm still in the game. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get out of here.
0: I uh, literally, I don't know. I, I, it might have been seconds. I might have just fucking blacked out for seconds, but it was enough. It was enough of a time for me brain to switch off and then quickly reboot. Like, where the fuck am I? No. Fucking hell. So we'll fucking box that story off, Johnny, and we'll move on to the next one. I'll let you choose the next one. We've got two to choose from.
1: <clears throat> so this one I picked up, um, when was it? It was uh, again around the 14th of February don't know what there's something synonymous about that date never mind
0: <clears throat> something about sexy underwear I think
1: that's just you in VR <laughs> pretty much pretty much so no this was um epic games co-founder Tim mm-hmm. Sweeney um making quite a bombshell statement about the um industry profiteering and doing customers harm and he was um talking specifically about uh loot boxes in games you know so,
0: Tim Sweeney, what an absolute fucking Nostradamus.
1: <laughs> Loot
0: boxes do harm. Yeah. Are you kidding me? So, this so was Tim during
1: his, his keynote speech at the DICE Summit in Las Vegas. Um, He warned such practices were putting both players and the industry at risk. Quote, We have to ask ourselves as an industry what we want to be when we grow up. <clears throat> Isn't oh, this people God. who work in the industry are in this industry? Because they don't want to grow up.
0: <laughs> uh, they encourage the not growing up. You know what I mean? <sighs> I think this is... Uh, uh, to me, this is literally an, uh, an argument that we've already had. This is a discussion we've already had. This is a, this is an argument already had to the point where laws have already been passed. That's how yeah, me bit- rocking up to a fucking dice event after this podcast blows a hole in the fucking universe... Me rocking up to a dice event as a special guest speaker, and then uh, just saying, oh, by the way, I think uh, us as an industry need to realise that uh, murder is probably bad. (laughs) We probably shouldn't do murders. Do you know what I mean? This is old news, Tim Sweeney. We've already established loot boxes are fucking harmful. I tell you what I do love, though. I love these fucking articles that come out where it's like, Mother says her credit card was stolen. £700,000 worth of V-Bucks were purchased on her credit card, and then just in the front of the picture, she's got a hand on the shoulder of a small son, who just looks guilty as fuck. Like, <laughs> yep, it was definitely stolen. Yep, somebody definitely stole it, and it definitely wasn't me, I promise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. You see, I've never really got... the. I've never played games for loot boxes. Like, no. Even, even just the grind of them, just to get better stuff, it's never been my motivation for gaming. Mm. But there are people who will spend a lot of money, and this like the whole, it is becoming a pay-to-win, isn't it? Really? That's what you want to avoid. That's when the fucking, that's
0: when it gets dirty. That's when it, that's when the water gets very murky on pay-to-win. It's, it's, ugh, 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 leaves a. You know when you drink milk and you get that clag in the back of your throat. That's what Peter Wynn does to me. Ugh. I'm all no, about... That's,
1: that's not leaving me now, that. Cheers. I will
0: throw... <laughs> sir, I don't know if you're aware, but I will throw money at almost anything, me. <laughs> and I have been guilty of a loot box or two in my time. Um, I've never done it to the point where I've put myself in financial trouble. That's always been disposable income. Uh, but I much prefer spending money... Not on loot boxes, but if you give me the option, much like Fortnite does, to Fortnite's credit, here are uh, a carousel of skins that are on a 12-hour rotation. You've got 12 hours to buy it, and you don't know when it's going to come back. Here's fucking... I've bought two separate John Wick skins on Fortnite. I'm gutted that I missed buying all of the Batman skins. Do you know what I mean? But did, did
1: you know what you were buying at the time? Yes,
0: I knew exactly what I was buying.
1: And that's the difference, isn't it, with some games where you you actually don't know. So, fair enough, you might be guaranteed at least one legendary or one or two um, great items or whatever. But There's certain ones that will tell you that, you know, you don't know what you get. And that is gambling. 100%. That's a hard line. I know, like, FIFA and stuff get around with it, you know, the sticker packs and that. Because it's almost likened to, like, you know, your old Panini sticker book collection.
0: Exactly. Shout out, Which one you think about was Garden shout, shout out to them Panini boys, by the way, who didn't love a Panini. <clears throat> Premier League '98. <laughs> Probably the WWF shinies. WWF shinies and that absolutely mint. I, I don't, I don't know if I ever got into WWF stickers, but I 100 percent had the full collection of WWF cards. And when I say had, I mean still got. There's a elastic band around them and they are sealed in a, in a Ziploc sandwich bag and they're in the loft
1: <laughs> you see for me taught me enterprising because that paid for a lot of sweets at, at school 100% 100% oh you, you want the shiny, um, belt, do you? you want the shiny belt do you want the shiny belt gives a quid <laughs> quid or I will accept two curly whirlies uh, a quid was extortionate back then <laughs> just like I came to bus. I, I came to school with twenty five p for the bus fare. It's like, well, you're walking home for the rest of the week, aren't you?
0: <laughs> Literally, a quid was like that. Kept you that put food on the table. <laughs> a
1: quid put yeah. food on the table I, for like two days. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to come, to, um, come, come uh, clean. And I was the one buying the stuff. I was the one who walked home for four days straight. <laughs> <laughs> you're the one I sold the shiny to. Tim Sweeney, Tim <laughs>
0: motherfucking Sweeney, he must be shitting money now. That blog. I swear down. Yeah, but, uh, just to
1: quote this right, Fortnite made over ten point four billion in revenue for Epic Games. What's oh like? shit, son, that will be wrong, well right? Billion dollars in revenue in two thousand eighteen. Two hundred million registered players. Because this this you no know, this is hashtag watch Johnny not playing. I've never played Fortnite. Of course I haven't.
0: I don't know how you fucking haven't. Like I don't know how you I don't know how you've dodged that bullet. Like I've I've racked up fucking a hefty amount of hours on Fortnite. Like, but in that I was an early adopter. I I was on Fortnite when it was Fortnite Save the World. That's that's when I joined Fortnite. And the battle royale was a throwaway mode on a failing game that was essentially a fucking carbon copy of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds trying to just just I think it was just a quick cash grab, try and capitalise on the success of something else by blatantly fucking ripping it off with our own style, uh, Without without being hyper violent or anything. And who I mean who it literally changed the world. That mode single handedly changed the game and landscape for years. It's still, to this day, Twitch and Mixer consistently one of the highest viewed games streamed. Absolutely mind-blown. I don't get it. But it's, it, it's, it is fun. Like, I'll, uh, credit where credit's due, it fucking earned every penny of that. For a game that started out as a carbon copy of something, it went on uh, to forge its own identity and just won the world over, like how you dodged that bullet, sir? I will never know. Uh, if you want to try it out, I'm 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 down to, I'm down to I'm scared of what
1: it. could happen. You know, I you know I might end up with being like you know that kid yeah. at the front with it, with a with with hand on my shoulder, just like it was <laughs> stolen. Yes, it was stolen. <laughs> it was my work's credit card,
0: and it definitely wasn't <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> For then been... move on. What's the third story? Hit us with the third one.
1: Uh, The third one was just something that's pretty close to my heart in in terms of um, video game movie adaptations. Right. Um, And that there isn't a good one, period. There we go. Well, well. to play play devil's
0: advocate here, to play devil's advocate for a moment, Detective Pikachu was very watchable, sir.
1: I knew you'd pull that one out. I knew you would. But was Pokemon not a... Was it a card game? See, now, Pokemon, as a big
0: fan of Pokemon, I should know this, and I can't honestly tell you which came first, the trading cards or the Game Boy game. I'd assume the trading cards. Then
1: it doesn't count.
0: It doesn't count, because <laughs> the video game is an adaptation of a card
1: game. Yeah. Uh, well, respect. Sonic seems to be doing all right for itself. Sonic does seem to be doing all right. It's a, uh, you know, and the the, the kids are going to buy into it, obviously. But is it good?
0: Is it good? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't yet seen it. I will try and uh, partake in a little bit of Sonic very soon. I am, I do want to see it, especially after the redesign of Sonic himself.
1: Well, I think... well that that there's there's part of the point of it. You know, you had the vocal minority who were all like, of like up in arms like that doesn't look like the game right you know so then you be about to fan, pa- fan pressure and change the thing it just loses something I don't know you know De- the dream? Dream? like p- detective Pikachu everyone was going nuts because he was furry yeah, but <sighs> I 100% say where you come from however
0: that first character model of Sonic with teeth Scared the living piss out of me. <laughs> it was a fucking. It was an abomination. It was like something. It was like a boss I'd expect to face in Sonic. <laughs> As Sonic, do you know what I mean? It was like Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, whatever that fucking monstrosity was. Nah, I'm I'm all for the the raid design, and I will I, I'll I'll take it in. I'll say it. I'll say it. Uh, another couple of uh, video game movie adaptations that I will throw out for honourable mentions Mortal Kombat sir oh. mainly for the theme song oh. <laughs> uh, also Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue in Stray Fire it's awful
1: <laughs> <laughs> awful <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, a, it was uh, do you know what it is as a young, as a young franchise, I was watch that back to back. My personal record watching that back to
1: back was probably eleven times back to back. Because who, who's the main characters in the, in Street Fighter game? Ken and Ryu. Yeah. Who's the main character in the film? Guile. Guile, <laughs> the, the the American GI. Played the American by a Belgian. <laughs> GI
0: played by a Belgian guy. And Kylie God,
1: Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Does the there, thing about it, Mortal Kombat, I'll kind of slightly slightly give it to you because it doesn't pretend to be a film, almost. It, it pretends to be the, the game itself. Uh, so, therefore, it's doing that. So, from that point of view. I mean, this all came from, you know, it was a piece of news where they're talking about the upcoming Uncharted movie game, mm-hmm. which is going through a bit of a production it's delays, let's say. It's probably been production hell. But uh, at the moment, production time. Uh, uh, spider Dude Tom Holland is the set to star as the Nathan Drake, which from a casting point of view, I think is pretty, pretty shrewd, actually. It's fucking weak. Really?
0: Ah, not at I wouldn't have a young Nathan Drake. I wouldn't
1: full. St- I wouldn't make an Uncharted movie. Full stop. Well, neither would I, and neither would I. And this this is the whole point because everyone everyone who plays the game has got an opinion of what they, how they want to play it and how, how they want the film to be. And the best thing is play the game how you want it and don't have a fucking film. True, true. And that, that, want- that that's my fundamental thing of why we don't need to take video games and turn them into films because the video game is the is the art in itself, and I can't believe I just said that.
0: <laughs> no, I, 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 fully, I fully stand behind you. I, if you get T-shirts or little pin badges printed, I believe in Nice Guy Johnny, I stand behind you on that. I don't I mean, listen, I think the game itself is the art form. It doesn't yeah, exactly. need to be reinterpreted as something else. If you want, If you want to watch an Uncharted movie, play an Uncharted no,
1: game. Play an Uncharted game. Exactly.
0: If you if you can't play games, if you like fucking, if you got like the dexterity of a fucking arthritic horse, fucking watch somebody play Uncharted on Twitch or YouTube. There's countless playthroughs on there. The game itself has enough cinematic moments that it might as well be fucking half film anyway. Exactly, exactly. But it, it, what are you gonna what they're gonna do there, A young Nathan Drake. What are you gonna do?
1: Well, they're we trying to do an origin story, and they've already told the origin story in the game. So, Aye. I? I mean, Uncharted Four—had you play Pretty much play the origin story.
0: Or was it Uncharted Three? I can't, I can't even remember. But anyway, we've we've played that. I don't need to see Tom Holland do it. Tom Holland is Spider-Man for me. I don't, I don't want to see him in anything else. <laughs> go, you go away, Tom Holland. I definitely don't want Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake. I don't, I don't see how this is a good move at all. It's like, I wouldn't want to see a Metal Gear Solid movie. However, no. hypocritically, I would quite like to see a Netflix series set in the Metal Gear Solid universe potentially starring Solid Snake. I, you know what I mean? But that, that is massively hypocritical of us. But I think that's just because Netflix have a fairly good track record for very good limited series. So, w- that does that make me a massive fat hypocrite? Yes, sir. Yes, it does. <laughs> would I want to see a, a Netflix series
1: set in the Halo universe? Yes, I think I would, sir. But there's there's also rumours of a Resident Evil series, isn't it, on Netflix?
0: Resident Evil series coming to Netflix? Yeah, that that rumours doing the rounds.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. On the big screen, maybe, but as a series, maybe. I don't
0: know. I'd rather see it as a series, because to be honest, series get a little bit more time. Series have series have the gift of time to properly tell a story, to properly set a tone. I mean, don't get us wrong, films do that incredibly well. A, a good director can tell a fucking epic tale in two hours. But would I like to see that? Would I like to see Uncharted get that after I've played... Over 100 hours of Uncharted games, absolutely not. I think two hours is selling it short, origin story or not. But I want to see a 10-episode, one hour an episode, a 10-episode series of fucking Halo or a, a good Resident Evil series. I'm, I'm going to say the Resident Evil films weren't my bag. They drifted so far away from the plot of Resident Evil that they became something entirely different that like just shared the same name. In my eyes,
1: well, that was the thing that I think that was the the problem with like it was taking the name and then trying so hard to do something different. Mm. That's not part of it. Therefore, you get resented for it. I mean, there's, I don't know, there's no middle ground. You know, you either you either complete fan service, which will alienate me because I want something to be to be a bit different or inspired by. Mm -hmm. But then, then when I start thinking about that, I'm just like, well, can you not be inspired by and just have like a your own original thought
0: an original ip yep yeah
1: severely lacking in original ip i think yeah. severely lacking original ip ah, which agree. i'm going to use as a segue into talking about creating original ideas you have the floor sir tell me why i should be playing or buying and playing dreams
0: right dreams Raise my pitch on dreams right don't expect it to be sensical or have any structure about it. I'm just going to tell you. Dreams is the biggest toolbox I have ever seen. In all my days of having games of creation suites. Going back to Medium Molecules previous series. Little Big Planet. Which in itself had a phenomenal creation suite. Uh, this is just something else. Just something else. And just when I think I'm in awe of what I'm looking at after it took us 20 minutes to stick a hat on someone's head and have it not fly off or fucking fall off or hover around them like a ghost hat from the past. Uh, Just when I think I'm in awe that I've managed to stick a hat to someone's head, I see a tweet that somebody's recreated Fallout 4 in dreams. (laughs) What? (laughs) Fallout 4 has been, well, a snippet of Fallout 4. That's the thing. Because dreams are so early, right now we're seeing these amazing creations that are very, very short. Because it it takes so much time to fully build the world, fully realize the world, uh, and then build the fully fucking movable characters that inhabit the world. Each of them have their own logic set. You build your own soundtracks. You're fucking, you're doing the level art, you're doing the level design. It uh, just blows my mind. They sort of added a little campaign uh, called Art's Dream. And it's sort of a story of a down and out fucking bass player in a like a jazz band. Uh, and the, the idea of it is that this whole campaign was made in Dreams. And then in this campaign, it's a weird, wild and fucking wacky adventure. Not unlike some sort of fucking... Narcotic induced trip, and it just shows you, like holy fuck, they built all of this in dreams. There's this fucking little sort of platforming. There's, I mean, it's a little platforming. It's it's a very accomplished platformer. Uh, there's sort of like a uh, like a little sort of a mini adventure game. Um There's driving segments. There's fucking twin stick shooting segments. There's there's a bit where you're on a fucking dragon flying at the end. It's just absolutely stunning. And then I'm I'm I'm, I'm like, that inspires us to think, holy fuck, the, the dream of creating the Happy Accident Network Streets of Rage game featuring <laughs> me, you, and my Happy Accident podcast co-host, Liam, as playable characters in a Streets of Rage-type game where beers are power-ups. And every time you, if you get so many power-ups you unlock like so like the idea was like Liam would drink three beers and turn into the misery and then (laughs) that's just an entirely different character model and it's like gaunt and gray and anybody it touches instantly fucking melts and then I would drink three beers and turn into old fat chise, and it would just be a really fat model of me wearing me prison grays, and then like audio engineer, nice guy, Johnny would just turn into some sort of fucking mech pilot or something. (laughs) Shooting shooting music at people out of a guitar. Just the dream is there and looking at what's possible given time to do it. It's absolutely doable. The daunting thing is how much fucking time. That's the fucking daunting thing. Anything you could possibly want to do, you can do in dreams i'm telling you that right now if you wanted to take two years of your life and make a full game from the ground up level design artwork audio uh voiceover all the anim your own animation you can do it all and there's 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 tutorials for everything quite good tutorials but it's so fucking heavily stacked this toolbox is so heavily stacked by the time you get to, like, when I was learning how to manipulate a puppet and build my own character models, um, I'd forgot how to build a world, to build a level, and then I'd forgot all the different tools that make water flow and that make fucking grass look like grass and not just the colour green. And it's just, oh, man, literally mind-blowing. So can brought- you,
1: can you, can you, can you pair up, though, for example, can you, like, let's say someone else build cult content for your for your game
0: that's that's the idea behind it it's a community driven experience so you have someone who might not necessarily be good at creating characters but they'll knock the shit out of a fucking tree do you mean they'll make the most lifelike (laughs) thing you've ever seen so you go to that person and you say, can I have a tree? And they'd be like, oh, hi, there's seven trees. And you're like, class, I've got trees. You might go to someone else who can't create for shit, but they've got a knack for doing funny voiceovers. So you might give them the script and they'll record you the voiceovers and then you use the voiceovers. Somebody might be fucking outstanding with animation. It's maybe like, can you, uh, can you do an animation of somebody throwing a fireball? You know what I mean? And it's like so. It is. It's a community effort. You, all these creators, all these players, come together and create and, and help you create your vision. It's it's absolutely stunning. It's an it's such a fucking achievement. I can't I can't speak more highly of it as an achievement. However, I can't rightly sit here and tell you it's a game because the games that you can play that other people have already made and they're there ready for you to play. A lot of them are short experiences at this point. I think a year down the line, seeing mm-hmm. what people have made in Dreams, I mean, so far I've seen Dead Space recreated in Dreams, a small section of Dead Space recreated in Dreams, literally inch perfect. I've seen Fallout 4. I've seen Red Dead Redemption 2. Somebody, Somebody's actually gone off their own back and created Silent Hills, the way I think it's just their interpretation of what Silent Hills would be. Um, P.T., PT's being recreated in Dreams, like, right down to the fucking, the, the radio, the voices coming over the radio, just, just a fucking achievement, like, like I said, I don't know if I can recommend it as a game, um, for somebody who is, like, totally fucking turned on by the idea of creating something, absolutely absolutely you, you must pick this up you would be doing yourself a disservice if you are a creative person See, if you were looking for a career in the game industry and you want to get a start there's a there's already stories fucking certainly of people who've built things on dreams who have been approached by actual companies to come and work for them like it, it will open doors if you put time into it that's my hot take that's my hot take on dreams don't 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 you buy it you won't be able to work it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, I think if anybody would, it would be you. Particularly on the That's audio front.
1: Is it the thing I wish i buy? So.
0: No, I don't. I, I can't. I mean, you—you you being the filthy casual that you are, I couldn't. I couldn't recommend it for you, mate. Unless you, unless you feel like really so As
1: a creative person.
0: As a creative person. Absolutely.
1: For how much time? Donnie, I, I think you can make the games you want.
0: You, you make the game you want, you make the experience you want, you make the sounds, the stills, the the art. You c- can create whatever you want, and it's all there. Phenomenal.
1: Going to need a bigger hard drive, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably, probably. Johnny, I think we're going to wrap it up there, mate, because we're having some sort of internet issues here, and I, th- I believe the quality of this is starting to drop somewhat. Um, So we will box this off. For it's probably it's my big- fault my internet you are a filthy casual uh, and your internet sir is, <laughs> is wanting your internet has been weird measured pay for fibre pay for fibre get the fucking fibre already will you <laughs>
1: Reeve, I'll you do my I mean, sir I'll
0: tell you what we're going to leave it. we're going to leave it there we'll, we'll say goodbye a nice guy Johnny right. that man that man has has been fucking sabotaged by the internet uh this has been Franchise Buys Games. That's been Nice Guy Johnny. If he's still there. Good night, folks. Good night, folks. I've been old franchise. If you've enjoyed what's happened day to day, jump on over to Apple Podcast and leave us one of them glowing five star reviews. Essentially it's just uh, a man addicted to buying games, addicted to playing games. Another man likes a game now and again. Bit of a filthy casual if you ask me. A
1: great pretender. Balance.
0: It's all about balance. It's all about that balance. The yin and the yang, the light and the dark, the the franchise and the nice guy Johnny. That's what it's all about. If you've enjoyed it someday, jump on over to Apple Podcast, Leave us one of them glowing five-star reviews. Get in touch on Twitter at The Franchise, uh, Instagram at The Franchise. There is a Facebook page. Uh, also, believe it or not, The Franchise. Uh, I will change the branding of all of them eventually a Franchise Buys Games so you know where to find us. Um... And until next time, us Gay okay,
1: Panthers.